from the country that brought you Rami Malik and Hoda Kotbi. It's a conundrum. With Sam Taha. Kif, we have a conundrum. <sighs> Hello. And welcome back, you masochist listener who came back for another episode of The Conundrum. Thank you for listening. I really can't. I got 12 listeners last time. It's far exceeded my expectations, really. I expected to have no views. And I had 12 views. I'm assuming they're all by mistake. But still, it's more than I expected. Some housekeeping. So uh, apparently there is another podcast called A Conundrum, hosted by a guy who sounds exactly like White Snake. It's so uncanny. You know White Snack from The Daily Show? Listen to listen to a conundrum podcast and you will see what I'm talking about. I'm talking to no one. Or to my 12 viewers. Yes, one of you guys. Please take a look at that. Anyways, yes, so there's another podcast called A Conundrum. And um, so I'm kind of like modifying my name to have it be... Uh, instead, of say, instead of having the podcast called... Conundrum with Sam Taha is just going to be Sam Taha's Conundrum. Thus giving it a Limony Snicket vibe and ensuring that no one else has a podcast of the same name. That, of course, unless Sam Taha from an alternative universe decides to start an interdimensional podcast or something. I, I don't know. Uh, if any of the 12 listeners is now screaming at the podcast saying, Why is this episode 5? Last episode was 6. Yeah, apparently my um, apparently my dyslexia now it has evolved to include numbers. So after releasing the last episode, I discovered that I fucked up and uh, decided to just make an episode five in non-chronological order. Non-chronological. I can't say that word. Non-chronological. Ah, non-chronological order. Anyways, uh, I have a short intro this time. First of all, I'm I'm very happy with myself that I posted a podcast today because I really underestimated how much work was needed to finish the stuff that I wrote. And I was like, oh, it's just going to take a day. And then like I pulled an all-nighter yesterday and didn't sleep and stuff like that. Like stuff that reminded me of my college days where I'd be like, oh, yeah, I just have to finish chapter four, five, six and seven before in this the next hour and then sleep. So that's how it felt. Uh, but okay, I'm finally I finally made it. I finally like I'm on time. I I, po- I posted the podcast. Actually, like while I'm recording this, I didn't post it. But you, listener in the future, would know that I posted the podcast on the 25th of uh, July. Like I promised myself, within 10 days. It's a lot of work. I underestimated how much work it is. But again, when I when I step outside and read the news or see how the real world is like. It doesn't look like there will be any other jobs in the future, so it's better do this and hope the 12 viewers become 13, maybe, I don't know, slowly but surely, but I'm going to run out of money, so we will see. It's been four months since I've hugged another human being or had an in-person conversation that lasted more than a minute. And in my quarantine, I think I'll, I, I think I went a little bit crazy. I think I think this is what's happening, but I'm like it happened slowly, and I like didn't notice it. You know how the frog in the in the hot water type of the boiling pan type of thing. 
slowly but surely add a little layer of crazy over a layer of crazy and then when I look back now I'm like what the hell what what happened like my newest hobby right now is that I'm into rock collecting obsessed with them rocks zalat stones whatever you want to call them I every time I go on a hike I'm I'm not looking anywhere else but on the ground I'm like okay what's here okay look at this oh this is oh look at the pattern on this one he looks so so amazing I can't believe I put I I I I just pick these things off of the ground. Where was rock collecting all my life? It's such a relaxing hobby. I just sit there at the end of the day with my rocks and like clean them and polish them and dip them in vinegar. Apparently it cleans them up. I have a like a little collection now. I don't know what I'm going to do with them. I'm trying to find uses for them around the house. But again, like when I go around the house and I'm holding a rock in my hand and I'm just trying to think of like what can I do with this? That was my clue that I'm going crazy. That was my first clue. It also doesn't help that I befriended a lizard and a rabbit from my backyard. That's normal, right? Have any of the inmates in solitary confinement or people who suffer from cabin fever, have any of these people reported that they started befriending woodland critters? Just me? Oh, well, I think I'm crazy. But hey, we uh, we I don't know who we is, but I have a good show today. I think it's good. I wrote it and uh, I'm the audience. I liked it. And um let's hope you like it. And if you like it, please share w- with any of your friends that have a lot of uh, I don't know, empty ear space that they want to fill out with my nonsense. And with that being said, let's stop the lollygagging and the unnecessary ranting. and get on with the show enjoy we are flashlight we're the leading company for male sex toys after years of perfecting how the vagina feels we decided to take all that knowledge and make a new product introducing the flashlight mattress you know what would be better than your memory foam and tempurpedic mattress that's right a vagina flashlight took its groundbreaking soft fleshy material and made a mattress that is designed to make you forget about your own skin Flashlight mattress also comes in a design that mimics the feel of boobs. Because we all know that the next best thing after sleeping on a vagina is sleeping on a giant boob. Flashlight mattress. Because given this country's obsession with mattresses, we cannot believe we didn't think of this earlier. Flashlight mattress. Call now. In a world of uncertainty, one scientist is toiled away in his secret lab, dedicating his life to finding answers to questions no one asked. It's time for another installment of The Naive Adventures of Dr. Mustafa Lamada.
best. My latest invention is finally completed. With this dark matter ring, I can travel anywhere between different times and dimensions, but only for a short amount of time. Disappointing, but still a great achievement. Now, where and when should my first adventure be? Hmm. I must come up with something original, not the usual time travel cliches. Ah well, I got nothing. I guess it's ancient Egypt then kill Hitler on my way back. How original. Activate Dark Matter Protocol. Set the quantum clock for 4,000 years in the past. And... Engage! Wow, it worked. I can't believe I'm in ancient Egypt. This is so amazing. The pyramids looks even better than what I expected. And the Sphinx looks so mag- What the? Why is there a sign that says, Welcome time travelers? What the hell is going on here? Uh, uh excuse me, uh, excuse me, uh, ancient Egyptian dude. Yeah, uh, yeah, hi. Uh, I'm from the future, and I would like to ask some questions. Ugh, this again. You're my second time tourist today, so make it quick. I have shit to do. Uh, that's actually a very good starting point. Uh, what do commoners like you do all day? Are you, like, uh, studying immortality or astronomy or something like that? Commoners? No, man. I'm a veterinarian. Stop living in this fantasy. Oh, we thought everyone was just obsessed with immortality and the afterlife. I guess we were wrong about that. But the pyramids look amazing. You know, I'm for 4,000 years in the future, and we still can't figure out how you built them. Oh, uh, let me guess. So you thought that aliens built them, right? Well, uh, yeah, that's what the idiots are saying. But educated people like myself are amazed that you did all of this to honor the pharaoh. Honor who? No, no. The one in the middle is an observatory, the one on the left is for electricity, and the one on the right amplifies our Wi-Fi signal. What? You guys have internet and electricity? Yeah, what did you think we are, dinosaurs? What did you think the pyramids were for? Uh, uh to bury a pharaoh in it. <laughs> you think we did all of that effort to build this gigantic structure, align it to the stars with such precision, all just to bury one dude? <laughs> How dumb do people in the future think we are? Well, we don't think you're dumb. We think it's very impressive that you built all of this with stone tools and without machines. What? Stone tools? <laughs> are you like a comedian in the future? Because you have to be on TV saying stuff like that. This is hilarious. Wait, you guys had tools? But we never found anything. Of course we had tools. We used diamond drills. You didn't find them because, uh, diamonds are the first thing looters would take when they raided our tombs after we died. Oh, and I guess we were wrong about that too. How about immortality? Did you figure that out? We got really close, but couldn't figure it out. We didn't write that part on the walls because it's kind of embarrassing to admit one's shortcomings. You know... Also, we thought that if we are not physically there to tell future generations that we failed at immortality, that they would deduce that we did. You need to rub it in. Ah, bummer. So how about the afterlife? 
Do you know what happens after we die? Well, to be honest, we have no idea. And it's not in our Egyptian nature to just say, we don't know. So we made some stuff up. Judgment Day, Weigh Your Heart, and all of that crap. We thought you guys would find it amusing and know it's fake. We even included the story of a woman who stitched together 50 pieces of her dead husband to resurrect him. You guys knew we were kidding, right? No? What? You based three major religions on it and now 50% of the world believes in it? Ah, Jesus Christ. And that's how that sketch ends. Tune in next time for The Naive and Disappointing Adventures of Dr. Mustafa Lamada. Hello, I am the CEO of Vespa, the scooter company. I am here with an important message. You know how they say that men who drive big trucks have small penis? Well, if a big vehicle means a small penis, then a small vehicle means large penis. And that's why you should get a Vespa. Vespa will give you big dicky energy at a fraction of the price of a Ferrari. Because with Vespa, they will never suspect your small penis. Order, order! Next, we have case number 297-C. Dyslexic millennials versus the English language. Is the plaintiff's lawyer here? Yes, Your Honor. It says here that your group is suing the English language for damages on time wasted. Please make your case. Of course, Your Honor. Your Honor, I am a representative from the Union of Dyslexic Millennials. And the union came together because we have evidence that the English language is intentionally rigged against us. Order, order! Please continue. It is a known fact that our group has a hard time spelling and reading. But we became resourceful and discovered synonyms and got around hard words by using more convenient, easier words. For example, when our group was formed, it was initially called the Confederation of Dyslexic Millennials. But we switched to union because it was easier to spell and to save time. But there are other words that we can't get around. And we are sick and tired of all the time we wasted trying to spell words that are crucial to our identity and condition. Our studies have indicated that on average, a person born between 1980 and 2000 would lose nearly 24 months over their lifetime, sitting on Google, failing to spell the word close enough for the autocorrect to fix it. And if that was the only problem, we would have been fine with it. But we have proof that the English language has done this intentionally. Objection. Your Honor, we can't sit here and listen to this. These cases have been brought up before by other comedians. What are you going to complain about? The G and foreigner and K and knife? That's true. We're not here to complain about silent letters. That's hacky. We have bigger issues and we have the evidence to prove it. Overruled. Please proceed. Thank you, Your Honor. Exhibit A. The first crime that the English language has committed was to name the condition that our people have, dyslexia. Have you ever seen an act eviler than this? Dyslexia, for the people who have a hard time spelling. You could have shown some empathy and give us an abbreviation like you did with PTSD or OCD, 
but out of all the conditions to give abbreviations to, dyslexia was robbed. <laughs> and not only did they give our condition a weird name, they also used a word that is not just hard to spell, it doesn't even follow any grammar rules. Really? Why after D? The English language could have easily used an E or an I like they did in other words as dislike or discipline or destroy. But a Y? Why? Why a Y? And don't even get me started on that X, it's clearly intentional. Why didn't you just spell dyslexia with a Z instead of an S to make it completely impossible to guess? Which brings us to Exhibit B. On its next spree of crimes, the English language decided to call people who are born between 1980 to 2000 millennials. If that is not a crime against an entire generation, I don't know what is. And the problem is that they called the two generations before us X and Y. These are the generations that had books. Yet you named a generation with TikTok and touchscreens a name that is impossible to spell. Uh, 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 your honor, that was clearly unintentional. We tried to rectify that mistake by naming the next generation Generation Z. That should have been our name. Now we look like the idiot generation that can't even spell their own name. Order, order. Okay, I've had enough of this. How about this? From now on, we will change the name of dyslexia to Word Blindness and Confusion Syndrome, or WBCS. And people who are born between 1980 and 2000 will now be called Generation Y2K. Try it. Uh, I am Y2K and I have WBCS. Brilliant. That's all we wanted. Thank you, your honor. Make it public. Inform the press. Case dismissed. That's it for the conundrum this time. I think my next episode will be on the 4th of August. That's in another 10 days. Uh, I love you 12 people who are listening to the podcast or listened by accident. Uh, and I also have a Twitch now. Uh, follow me on Twitch, Sam Taha Haha. I'm mainly trying to play Rocket League, um, getting my ass kicked by all the teenagers. It's amazing. Uh, so come watch me get angry um, uh, and, and make stupid faces and uh, literally try to move with my body as if I'm trying to move the entire car. Like if I'm, if I'm steering left, you'll see me like my body will switch left. I'm an idiot. But thank you for listening to The Idiot. And uh, until next time, uh, stay safe, wash your hands, be happy, go masturbate, I don't know.